Hi guys, thank you all for tuning in. Welcome to the fifth episode of Mixed Chart. So the topic for today is going to be about mental health and our guest speaker, who's also one of my really, really close friends, is Sophia Faisal. Sophia, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Sophia Faisal. I am 17 and I'm a student. So I'm really into literature and I love writing. So as a result of this, I kind of started my own magazine because I wanted to give importance to mental health and, you know, give teenagers and kids our age um a platform to talk about like mental health and express their emotions and you guys should check it out because it's yes, really it really Luna good the yeah. on instagram please follow i'll add it in the description of the episode but sophia so now i mean we're all back to school most schools in karachi have started whether it's online obviously in person now can't happen because of the sin government but do you think that stress has come back or do you think there has been a break from stress during our summer and now it's all returning because school has started again honestly i feel like in february of last year when corona started coming around that's when the stress really hit on us because we were thrown into this pandemic that none of us saw coming and none of us knew how to deal with right and everything changed like our lives at school changed we were pushed we had to go home our exams were cancelled so i think that was a very major source of stress and then from there we kind of had to adjust and accommodate to this new normal. And I feel like to this day, it's not normal yet, right? So last year when school started, it was very fresh. But I feel like now that started again, we've kind of gotten used to the whole online system. So I I mean, we have gotten used to it, but I feel like it is still really stressful. It's still like annoying it like is. that we have to deal with Honestly, online school still. Learning is really hard like this. And I know a lot of students, like for example, like everyone gets so distracted and you know, like, it's just so difficult to pay attention in online class. And, and A-levels, like, A2. I mean, I don't understand what the hell is going on in any yeah, of my classes right now. Like, how do you engage with your teacher? How are you supposed to understand? And I feel like, honestly, okay, for me, I honestly feel really shy in class. So I can't ask questions. I can't talk. And I'm just sitting there, like, you know, if we were in school, this would just be so much better. And like, I and that is a source of stress, like not is. being able to engage it with your teachers is. or in a class like you're used to. And then you're just worrying at home, like, oh, my God, I'm not understanding anything. Like, I'm going to fall behind. And then you have like, we have our October, November CIs. We have our SAT. We have exams in December, exams in May. It's just like so much studying piled up on our Yeah, heads. I mean, like this, the course of the next few months, even all the teachers are saying it, like, it's going to be bad. Yeah, like, it is going to be bad. Because we have what? We have test week. Yeah. Then we, like any every school will have their tests. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have their preparation for October, November. Then we actually have October, November. And honestly, like, you know how people are like, oh, it's going to be okay. In in our case, no one is even like bothering to lie to us and say yeah. you know, it's going to be okay. Because our teachers are like, listen. They feel bad. Like they properly feel yeah, bad. Yeah, because the next few months are going to be hell. And it's like, there's no point in people denying it to us because it is going to happen, right? So it's so scary that knowing that the future, it's going to get worse yeah it's, it's just gonna get worse from here <laughs> for like six months it's gonna be terrible yeah and it's just really scary because you know there's nothing you can do about it like it's your education you kind of just have you to can't yeah skip sit it there and suffer <laughs> yeah. but building upon the fact that you know people are feeling more and more stressed in your magazine you do give lots of tips and tricks on dealing with that stress and you talk and you get give people a voice who have had those problems very seriously so do you have any advice for people who are suffering from those issues yeah so honestly when i started my magazine i kind of started researching a lot about anxiety and depression and stress and social anxiety and all these issues that i feel like were not that prominent and not that 
um, you know, like I didn't know much about them. So what happened is, is that I discovered a lot of interesting tips about anxiety. For example, like I even posted this in my magazine, but you know, like if you're feeling really stressed and someone kind of just writes letters on your back and spells something out and you kind of focus on that it really helps like when i first saw this i was like no you know that's not possible and then me and my cousin tried it out when i was really stressed out and it works like it works wonders because it just completely takes your mind off everything that's actually really cool like i mean i also would never think that that works yeah, like I saw <laughs> writing it, letters on someone's back i saw it on tiktok it. and i was like listen this is no there's no chance <laughs> yeah but I mean, yeah, those are the small things that do help because I guess it does make your brain focus on uh-huh. a singular point. So you're not your anxiety will slowly, slowly decrease. But you know, um, something that I've been practicing myself is that I, I read this really pretty saying on Pinterest. I was like anxiety and gratitude cannot exist hand in hand. So if you kind of just take a journal and you just list down things that you're grateful for, you're going to realize that when you're in that state of mind that you're thanking God for everything that you have, the anxiety kind of just fades away and you kind of just start believing in the whole trust and the timing and it's all going to work out because you just remind yourself i have all of this all of this worked out so you know in the future it will also work out yeah so journaling like a place to express what exactly. you're feeling and if not journaling the music and talking to a friend like venting i know people think that you know venting is trauma dumping but honestly if you have a friend who's willing to listen i feel like it is so important to talk as long as you know you've spoken to the other person and you have like clear boundaries they're okay with you speaking to them you should completely 100 percent so building upon that i mean you talked about establishing those boundaries with your friends and you talked about trauma dumping and that is something that i think does happen where you know you just lay off everything on your friends and it's not easy for someone else to kind of take that burden yeah Mm -hmm. and you don't because you just think oh you know they're my friend they're always going to be there for me and that is true but there's also a limit to how much that person can handle (laughs) sorry voice voice crack but there's also a limit to how much that person can handle. Mm-hmm. So how do you know, like, how do you draw those boundaries? How do you have that conversation with your friend? Honestly, until a couple of months ago, I myself did not know that trauma dumping was a thing. Like, I mean, I'd heard the phrase, but I hadn't really understood it to like to the greatest extent. So one of my friends, once I was talking to her and, you know, she told me, that, you know, I'm so sorry from trauma dumping. And I was just so used to people always coming to me and just dumping all the problems on me and that, that I was like, oh, you know, like, that's so sweet that you're establishing boundaries, you know, just checking in with other people, like, is your mental health in the position that you can handle my anxiety, like, I can pass it on to you and you can give me solutions, like, are you in the position to do that? And it's just, I feel like every single person should do this because you never know what your friends are going through. You never know what your family is going through. So and they always, feel too bad to exactly ever like say it to you. Like they're never going to be say like, it. listen, don't tell me about your problems. Everyone's always going to be like, you know, aja, betcha, like tell me everything, right? No one ever says, you know, shut up. But the thing is, is that's why you have to be the person to ask first, are you okay? Are you in the right headspace? Can I talk to you about this? And half the time, honestly, now that people ask me, I do say no because half the time I'm really dealing with my own stuff. But, you know, for someone like me, like I empathize with people to the point that it starts affecting me really badly. So now that people start asking me, it's kind of like, oh, like, thank you so much. Like Now you're accommodating me as well, you know? And you also have had posts about depressive episodes, maybe like not necessarily your own, but you've had someone write articles 
who's been through those who's been who's had depression and has had to pull themselves out of an episode because i mean you can't always rely on other people to do it mm-hmm. for you and aside from medication and therapy that we can't really talk about because obviously same thing with eating disorders yeah, yeah we're not professionals but from that article and from your research what do you think what advice can you give to people who are going through a depressive episode So um recently actually I just went to Islamabad and I met one of my cousins her name's Iman Shah and she's the one who actually wrote this article for me and you know when she wrote it she was like bro this is so depressing this is so raw and emotional no one's going to get any help from this right but when I read that article I was so blown away because you know how everyone's always like you go to therapy get medication and everyone has all these expensive ways to cope with anxiety or depression that half the time they cannot even access because of like taboos in society or they can't afford it right so in this article iman mentions how having a source and having a person that you can go to and trust and talk to is the most important thing and honestly i can't really emphasize on anything more than that because even in my personal experiences every time i'm not feeling too okay or you know I'm kind of sad I always just go to my best friends and I just sit with them you know because even if you don't even have to talk like just sit there and you know it's sitting in like, silence I do that all the time literally so much comfort literally so much comfort and honestly she writes this there's this one line it's that a she beautiful wrote. like article I read it it was so emotional yeah. and powerful she said this one thing and she's just like uh people think that they're weak when they cry but i realize that crying is my savior crying is the only thing that helps me and she's just like cry just keep on crying let it all out and honestly um this might sound stupid but i feel like the more you cry the more pain you let out through your tears and in the end you're only going to help you you know like i mean that's true yeah if you hold back like your tears it it's going to come out another way so and much, it's probably going to be anger yeah and it's just so much relief like you feel so much lighter after you just cry it all out you know and i think recently even a lot of other episodes we've been attributing many of these problems towards social media and the way social media can contribute to worsening mental health worsening colorism or all of these different topics that we've mentioned so what is your opinion on the impact of social media okay i'm just going to be really straight up i hate social media i hate it i have never like okay i understand why people like it but for me instagram is a place which is just so toxic and i honestly i deleted my instagram account in 2020 and it was the best decision i have ever made because it was so like everything you see on social media it's not true even the things that i used to post none of it's true like everyone takes snapshots and pictures of the best moments of their life but because they post so much you get convinced that They're that so, is their life that's, that's their the life. way they live like we see so much that's their entire life but you don't understand that that is nothing that is 0.1% of their actual life and then you sit and you compare your reality to their fake you know and i feel like everyone just pretends on social media that they're so happy and they're so successful and everything's so stable and it's going great and that, i mean good for them but then I feel like the part that gets messed up is a user comparing your real life to a life that doesn't exist. And if you see that, you know, you are comparing yourselves to influencers or just to other people that you know because you see them on social I media, that's like, where you know the problem is. It's so wrong. Like honestly, um eating disorders, especially in um girls, teenage girls, there's so there's so high like so many teenage girls have eating disorders and I feel like the main thing that attributes to this is just social media because you look at those pictures and you're like oh my god i want to look like that but that 
half of the time that's not even real like half of the time it's been edited and posed and poised to the extent that even if i did that i could look like that anyone could look like that you and know? that's what impacts and your that's mental what health impacts you so much like your mental health gets so screwed over because you're sitting there and you're like what have i done wrong you know yeah why why don't i look like that what's I wrong look with like me that? and then there's just so much stress and you know how the school stress and this body image stress the social media stress and all of it just adds up to a point where you will combust you know so just take a break from social media whether it's an hour a day forever honestly just do whatever suits you but do not you know do not engage in fake conversations do not engage in fake viewing of things that you know aren't even real at all and previously you did mention that there is some stigma around mental health and do you think that in pakistani society at least, at least pakistani society as a whole contributes to that stigma and do you think it's better in the west or is it like is there also a stigma there honestly um i feel like the pakistani society can be described in one word and that is taboo and that is stigma and i think that honestly like my my definition of pakistani society is a society that i've grown up in right and we all have the privilege to some extent a lot of, of privilege a We've... lot of privilege of being open about mental health like we can go for therapy we can get medication but the thing that people don't don't really realize is that people who have more cultural roots half the time their parents like mental health what's mental health like i don't it doesn't exist it does not exist like you know physical health okay mental health like they... even physical health like not not yeah, that much yeah like you know haldi wo ye wo they know like they don't even believe in um you know physical going to doctors having checkups so for mental health it's just like you can't even see it so why is it a and problem and that makes people doubt their experiences and then they feel like you know my feelings are invalid i'm not supposed to be feeling like this i have a roof over my head my body is functioning my parents tell me it's not real so am i the delusional one or are they the delusional ones you know and when you're going through a really rough patch and people start to doubt you the only thing that's going to do is make you doubt yourself and that makes it so much so much worse so much worse so while i could say it is getting better it's only getting better because we have to bring better for, for a us. certain segment of society exactly, and exactly. not for everyone i don't think that in society as a whole it is getting better because look at like for example shafkat mahmood like if he really cared about mental health you know where he wouldn't have made the decisions he, he made he would not right and like this is an argument that i see all over instagram like where is the where is the care for our mental health it's just not there yeah i mean yeah if there was a focus on that then they would be more considerate when it came towards you know october november whether it came towards our mocks and that's not to say schools are at fault cuz schools are only doing what schools they have to do yeah, yeah they that's i mean they have to prepare us as best as they can and they want us to get the grades otherwise that'll just make everything even worse if we get bad <laughs> grades so it's not their fault Yeah, but it's, it's like, the people in power it's their fault yeah like do the decision makers like don't don't they understand you know like why is it that they're only looking at our material success like you know people need a break otherwise everyone will come to their breaking point you know? so you talk about people needing a break but burnout culture is something that's become so hyped within have, the desi I community i have so much to say about this okay listen like i follow this instagram account called womanistan and i have it's read great. it's I great i love it like account. honestly they helped me with my magazine so much i took so much inspiration from them because they spoke so vulnerably about burnout culture because even amongst my friends like it's it's even in our society you know like you see your friends are like oh i studied for 10 hours and i barely slept and i'm going to wake up and study again like that's not healthy that's not normal that's not smart <laughs> that's not smart like i know but what about your mental health what about your 
what about your health what about you at the end of these 10 hours you might have done a lot of work but are you gonna be okay you know like this and also you do it to get to university and then you think and then you think oh you know i've worked for years to get to this point and then you just continue working yeah because university is literally the start like you just got to the starting line of life listen like honestly you guys like if you're if you're in our age group you guys are 17 and this is like we're living our teenage years and while you should focus you really really need to maintain a balance like okay fine we have our sat coming up so study like two hours a day don't do not burn yourself out because there's honestly a lot more to life than studying and i feel like people forget this and then they tend to just you know like destroy their mental health in the process of achieving those grades and honestly it's not worth it. No one who has ever been burnt out will tell you that, oh, it was worth it. And even now, like, you have so much coming up. Like, I mean, we know it exists. We know that we have October, November, test week, mocks, SAT, everything. If you burn out on one thing, then everything else is going to go badly. Yeah, like, it will all fall apart. And I'm not trying to scare you or anything. But please plan, please organize and take a break. Like, do not give yourself, like, you know, people are saying, oh, I'll study, like, until May, June from right now straight. Like, that is over a year of studying. Like, do you guys understand? Like, you will, like, it's not healthy. You guys need to plan, give yourself breaks, like, spread stuff out, you know, and then you will be okay. Yeah, if you all, if you cram for the last minute, then expect that it's going to end up badly. Even if you get good grades, like... But just burnout is not to be celebrated. It's to be denied. Like, do not ever, ever think that burnout is a good thing. And that, like, passes on as well to your adult life, whether it's the job you're working at. Oh, you know, I worked an insane number of hours and I didn't take breaks. Mm -hmm. I stayed at the office. I pulled all-nighters. And now I got this amazing promotion. Mm -hmm. But now what's left of the person with the promotion? Being completely honest, I can say that burnout is horrible. And like, it's not a good thing. You shouldn't do it. But I found myself, like, I used to burn myself out. I would scram for hours and hours. And I would get the highest grades. I would achieve it. But at the end, guys, like, trust me, when I say I was brain dead and exhausted and tired and just so done, that I was like, okay, I got the grades, but so did my friends, right? They all got the grades and they didn't burn themselves out. So why did I put myself in that position? Why did I do that, you know? And like, even for our exams, like our mocks, like I had COVID two yeah, weeks before Yeah, that was the insane. Guys, I was literally, I tested negative the day before my first final mock exam. And oh my God, like I can't even begin to explain to you those two weeks, I was supposed to be resting and healing, but I spent 14 days studying like seven hours a day. And it was just the worst. I remember how bad it was for you. I cried so much because I was going through hell and back and I burnt myself Because you were symptomatic as well. Like you you didn't have it easy. And it's just that like in the end, it only hindered my recovery. Like I was sick a lot longer than I should have been sick for. Because you didn't take care of yourself. Because I did not take care of myself. So don't let that happen to you, you know. So, I mean, now I think the best way to end this episode is to talk a little bit about Luna. You know, you said you said that you care about mental health and that's something that's important to you. So could you elaborate on the process you went about starting your magazine and has it helped with your own mental health, the ability to give a platform to others? Honestly, so um luna the mag is like my baby like luna is literally the name that i wish my mother had named me like i love it so much right so when i started this i was like i want to give a platform to the voices that deserve to be heard you know because i have so many people in my life that are so hesitant but so talented in terms like 
they can write they can write poetry articles you know they can write so well but they just don't because they're just so shy so i wanted to give people in my life a voice a platform an opportunity to really put themselves out there and not just that like for me poetry is my entire life like i spend all of my free time on pinterest reading poetry writing poetry it's just like to describe myself would be to talk about my poetry right so when i started this magazine it was like um an amalgamation i guess of my poetry and of giving people a platform and it like shows off in your poster personality yeah like i just like honestly this might sound really like lame but when i'm bored i just sit and i design posts for my magazine because it makes me so happy you know and even though like even if i'm not talking about mental health this magazine is just by doing it working on it it's good for my mental health like you know? everyone needs that form of everyone expression or that form exactly. of relaxing like and even this it might be work to other people but for you it's your like it's this hobby. podcast like, is my it. way of relaxing yeah, i don't exactly. like in this conversation i don't feel stressed i feel calm i feel happy that i'm doing this right and it's just like i love like the fact that so many people get help cuz i go through the insights of my posts and i look at the reshares and you know like for example the depressive episode um article i was talking about that got like over 30 reshares and so many people saved it like if, even if it's helping one person and i can have a role in that like i'm just so glad to be able to do that you know and honestly um in terms of like my own mental health i did a lot of research for eating disorders for like I had a very long campaign on eating disorders I'm going to have one in the future as well so while I went through that and when I was creating posts on you know why you deserve recovery why you should recover why eating re- disorders are just so restricting to your life I found myself gaining so much insight and honestly it helped me so much more than anything in my life ever has so and I think that is the perfect way to end this episode thank you Sophia for coming so much it was an amazing <laughs> episode but to Today guys we won't be having a Q&A session. I'm really sorry about it, but I will be posting some really cool lines. It's something new that I've started instead of doing a teaser of the episode. I post a some quote. really cool quote, yeah. yeah, a quote that I think is super powerful that our guest speaker has said. And I think there's going to be a lot to choose from from this episode. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for coming, Sophia. Thanks for having us. Okay, see you guys. Bye guys.